0: Hey, sweet friends. My name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today, from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Bacon for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling, what are you waiting for? Hello, what is going on, sweet friends? And welcome back to the Baking for Business podcast. Super excited to have you guys listening in today. Today we have an amazing young lady who is an actress, a mom, but also a cookbook author. And her new book is coming out and she's gonna spill all the tea. And we're gonna talk all about how you're really gonna love the book. Like, honestly, you guys, I've read it and it's really, really awesome. Let's dive in. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. How are you today, beautiful? I'm good, sweetheart. How are you? I am doing wonderful. And so I know a lot of people may know you from your other projects, but how exactly did the cooking come around? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think my love of food has always been there since I was a little girl. I you know, have very early memories of seeing my mom and my grandmother and my aunt all having fun in the kitchen and me wanting to be that little girl in there with them, having just as much fun and really just enjoying my sort of girl time in the kitchen for whether it was, you know, a Monday night dinner with my mom or uh, a family birthday or a big holiday. And so my love of food started pretty young, like I said, and then it kind of developed as I got older into I started traveling all through, you know, the United States and going to the South and going back East and learning about different food cultures. And then finally getting to go to Europe and overseas and learning about those kind of cultures. And my love of food just kind of really expanded even bigger. And then it went into wanting to entertain as I got into like a young adult and wanting to entertain my friends and maybe try to find a boyfriend and, you know, and then grabbing my husband and, you know, and now it's like a little bit of that and also family meals, you know, because now that I have kids, so it's definitely been kind of a road trip of different sort of genres and different moments in my life with my relationship with food, but it was always a love affair for sure.
0: That that all sounds delicious. And we all grow. The more we expand our palates, the more we're open to different things. It just really takes on an entire livelihood of its mm-hmm. own. Is there any per- person in particular, aside from family, that actually inspired and influenced you? Any particular cooking style you
1: love? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably the biggest earliest memories I have were actually going to the South. So it was I, I got to tour all through you know the states for a particular show that I sadly can't talk about at the moment, but but it was touring and doing that and really loving the way Southern people and their relationship with food because it always had a story right? Which a lot of people do. I'm not saying not everybody, but I, there was something about the South and, you know, my best friend who's been my best friend for gosh, almost, we're going on almost 30 years now. He, um, is from South Carolina and I used to remember sitting there visiting him and we would sit on his porch and his mom would always have the most amazing, beautiful story about some dish that we just had for dinner. And I, and I remember that as a the same sort of memory that I had as a teenager when I was traveling and going through the South and going to Louisiana and, you know, going to Texas and going, you know, to the Carolinas and, and all these places where I found uh, if it was a restaurant or if it was somebody's, you know, home, they always had a story about that pie or a story about that fried chicken that they had or a story about the potato salad that came with it. And I loved that connection. And so I would say Southern food would probably be my first initial like remembrance of really getting another side of what food does for people.
0: Absolutely, food is so universal being down here in the South. As you were saying that it's mm-hmm. crazy because when you were naming those dishes, I'm like, you're right. I li- I literally have a story that I can tie to all of those dishes, especially yeah, potato yeah. salad. So yeah.
1: Especially potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I love it. Your
0: first book though, you focused a lot on the family recipes. And now mm-hmm. with the okay. second book coming up, how did the idea for this book come to be? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it came from a couple places, but initially came from I think just really being sort of overly concerned and wanting to kind of teach my children about the simple aspects of food waste because it is one of the most impactful issues that we have for our climate change, right? Yeah. Um and, and really diving into doing the research of understanding that and this is really kind of mind-boggling that. of food gets wasted from farm to table, like literally from the farm, getting picked and going to your table, 40%, that's almost half. And and it's really kind of, it was surprising to me and really wanting to teach my children better because we are living in a time where we have to be more conscious. We have to be better, right? Um, So that's initially where the first sort of idea came from. And then it kind of came back to how I was raised. So I was raised in a very modest family. My dad worked two jobs to allow my mom to stay home and raise three kids. And so my mom was always trying to stretch the food, right? Because we didn't have a lot. So she was really good about whatever we had Monday. Say it was a roasted chicken. She would put it into enchiladas on Wednesday, right? And so it was that sort of mentality that I was always, I I, I grew up with, and it never really resonated until I really wanted to think of a new way of showing leftovers because then the other side of it is my husband hates leftovers. <laughs> and it was proving to him that leftovers are amazing. And there's different ideas about leftovers, right? There's the traditional Mexican leftovers that you had from enchiladas the night before. And you know there's that. And I understand that. But there's certain leftovers that, in my opinion, like pizza, tastes so much better the next day half the time. Yes. Right. And so it was also showing it's not just leftovers that are in your fridge from, you know, tinfoil or, you know, whatever from a restaurant the night before. I'm talking about leftovers like the, the vegetables or the fruit that are just starting to go soft. Let's do something with them instead of wasting them and throwing them in the trash that little bit of pretzels that are at the bottom of the pretzel bag that my kids won't eat because they're all crushed up. Let me show you what you can actually do with them if you have a little extra creativity in your brain to kind of think of outside the box a little bit. So it's really more about not just the typical leftovers that say my husband would think about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to create a book that kind of goes along the lines of all of that. So I really broke down the book into like, a section on everything dairy, everything, you know, that comes from a box or a bottle, um, everything that is vegetable and fruit, the produce bin, I call it, um, everything that has to do with meat and seafood. So really kind of breaking down all the basics, you know, in the sense, and really kind of coming into like the popular things that I feel that are generally in my fridge, in my pantry that are leftover sometimes.
0: And you're so right, especially with the food waste coming from both angles. Number one, because as a wife, you know, generally when we grocery shop, you don't want to buy that item and then see that item go to waste Go to waste. Yeah. And then as a business, you don't want to have stuff laying around, you know, then that's actually eating into Mm -hmm. your business. So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. it goes Mm -hmm. both ways. And that's just amazing. Sure. Yeah. And the book is broken down. When you said the section, I actually loved reading the produce section. I don't want to spill all the tea, you guys. The book is called, (laughs) here we go again, recipes and inspiration to level up your leftovers. And it's very thought out, you guys, very thorough, beautiful pictures. And so you guys are really going to love this when you get your hands on the copy. What will you say is one of the most underrated items
1: that people can actually do as a leftover? Mm. Oh, that's hard. I mean, I feel like there's so many because with my kids, um, the normal leftovers are stuff in the pantry, right? Mm-hmm. The leftover chips, the leftover, or this is a really funny one, but this seems to always happen because I'm always like yelling, going, please close the bag of chips, you know, and they never do. And they never use the chip clip and they get stale, right? Well, I'm going to show you what you can do with those stale chips. You can make chilaquiles, like the best way you can do with them, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many ideas. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick just one, but I feel like I would say like the bags are the best ones because I do have children that never seem to remember to close the bag or they just want to throw away all that little bits at the very end, which I'm like, it would make a really great crust on a chicken, you know, like, come on, let's fry some chicken up, you know, that kind of thing. So.
0: And I'm guilty when you said the chip clip, I was like, dad gone. I always forget to use that thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love them. They're great, man. I have so many of them. I am. I should, I should be an inventor of a new chip clip or something. Cause I, I love them so much. They're great, but my kids forget to use them a lot. Okay. Yeah. So
0: totally guilty. So anyone else who's listening, if your kids forget, then now you have some new ideas <laughs> so that yep. those chips don't go to waste. So yep. Tiffany, how exactly do you balance being a mom while still providing dinner for your husband and kids Mm -hmm. with everything else going on in life? Do you have systems or things you like to do?
1: I, you know, I wish I'd say that I had a normal system that works every day. It doesn't. I mean, I think everybody can probably be in agreement that every day is different, right there. I I don't shy away from needing every now and then on a long work day that I don't have time to cook that we're just going to order takeout. Or sometimes I rely on my kids and be like, can you just make a sandwich? Like, you know, there's bread and meat in there. Let's do it, right? Um, or let's have breakfast for dinner. Like, that's super fun, too. Or another one I do a lot of times, if I don't have a lot of time is I do a huge tray. I get a baking sheet out, and I put tons of different stuff because kids love variety. They love colors, right? And so I'll put different types of dried fruits and nuts, and it's like a big snack tray. But it's great for a meal because as long as I put the protein on there and I've got all the vegetables and all that, they go at it, you know? So... I wish I, I I wish I said I had the thing that works for me um, certain things that do work as I do I don't I don't prep meals because I don't have time but I do meal prep if that makes sense I meal plan I should say so I try to do that on the weekend so I know what I'm shopping for and then I know what days I'm gonna do what so I can make sure to defrost the meat or do whatever or use that leftover rice that I had from the night before make it fried rice the next day for the kids with vegetables and so there's a lot of that. Um, and that definitely helps the timing aspect and knowing my schedule what days we're going to order takeout what days I'm not going to be home that I'm going to tell my husband to grab something out of, you know, out of the freezer to make it easy for him or, you know, there's a lot of communication, I would say would be the best thing that I really go for and a little bit of just meal sort of planning ahead. That definitely makes sense. Do
0: you have, I am obsessed with Instacart as much as I try to get in the store myself. Do you have a favorite service you love? Are you team Instacart
1: or team Shipped? or? You know, I am, I am whatever works. How's that? (laughs) Because I remember, I remember um, when I had my second, my second kid, which of course was eight years ago now, but I leaned on Instacart a ton because I had been two kids, a new baby at home and, you know, was trying to, at the time, I think I was, I was shooting, uh, my, my cooking show at the time, um, right after. And so it was a busy, busy time. And so, yeah, I leaned on, on, you know, sort of those, those apps that do the shopping for you. Um, and I still do every now and then I don't as often as I did back then, but, but I do, but I lean on other people too. I lean on my husband sometimes and, I mean, even during COVID, he was the one going all the grocery shopping, which was so funny because he had no idea what he was doing. (laughs) So I literally was like telling him to either FaceTime me behind the mask and the gloves and all that, or it was taking pictures and texting them to him going, no, yes, no, yes, you know, that kind of thing. Um... So that was kind of funny, because I generally do all the all the shopping. Um, But I lean on people you have to I mean, it's it's like they say it takes a village to raise a family, right? And that's so, so true. I'm very lucky to have my parents that are pretty close by and, and, you know, my husband who helps out a lot. And now that the kids are a little older, I lean on them as well. Absolutely. I wish
0: I had some kids to lean on. I'm always borrowing people's
1: kids. I <laughs> oh, said so you need to borrow some kids
0: then. <laughs> yes, 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 totally. So in the book, here we go again, Tiffany, as soon as we get our hands on it, what is one of the first, I'll start off with recipes that you would recommend that we try?
1: Okay. It's hard, again, hard to pick, but I'm going to go easy for people because, and I also am going to go with a leftover that I feel like everybody has. And that's my pizza for breakfast, my pizza for breakfast sandwich. Everybody always has leftover pizza. It's one of the easiest things to make. And I think it's the bomb. Okay. Pizza for breakfast. I'll take it. I mean, I eat pizza all the time, but yeah, for breakfast. Me too. And I eat cold pizza too, but this is kind Mm -hmm. of a fun sort of take on, on pizza that you can make it for breakfast. And, um, it's super, super, it's so delicious and my kids love it.
0: All right, you guys. So now we have our homework and marching orders because like she said, I'm (laughs) sure all of us have pizza in the fridge. And so with the book, will you be doing a book tour?
1: I am, yes. We're actually just finalizing the book um, dates as of right now in cities. But as of now, I will be... And quite a few different areas of the tri-state, you know, um, New York area, New Jersey. It looks like I will be going to Chicago, which is one of my, another favorite city of mine. It looks like I possibly will going, be going to Texas and Austin. It looks like. And then I, of course, will be, um, hopefully, and, and I, of course, we'll be in LA and a couple of different areas in LA. So that's a, uh, that's as of right now. There could be a possible changes, but, um, but I can definitely let you know the final, which should be in the next week.
0: Awesome sauce. And in the show notes, you guys, we will have a link to her website, which I'm sure will have all the information. Yes. And so, Tiffany, here we go again. When does it come out and
1: where can we get our hands on it? Yes, it comes out. A uh, pub date is September 26th. And it literally will be sold where all bookstores, you know, pretty much all bookstores across the country, all the the normal pot, you know, the ones that you would hear of, of Amazon and Books A Million to small bookstores, or you can go to my website and actually all the links are there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. We cannot wait to dive a little
0: bit deeper into the book. And thanks so much for swinging by the podcast and sharing with us. And before I let you go, I have to play a game of lightning round with you. Are you ready? To- well, it's
1: perfect because you've got oh, lightning. lightning right now.
0: <laughs> yes, y'all, as we are recording. Oh, my God. Yes, I
1: All love right. it a total lightning storm this is perfect
0: (laughs) what is a kitchen utensil
1: you cannot live without oh my cast iron pan awesome what is your favorite color Mm, i would say like a mustard orangey yellow which is like the cover of my book yeah and
0: speaking Mm -hmm. of which what is a book that you would recommend one of your favorite books
1: Ooh, that's so hard. Well, besides my cookbook, of course, you've got to do that one. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, what am I reading right now? I'm actually, I just finished a couple books uh, and I've been watching a lot more documentaries right now. Can I say not a book? And can I say a documentary that I just watched? Why not? Right. Um, right. I just watched. Yeah. Or maybe I can't because it's, no, it's not SAG. It has nothing to do with SAG. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the Wham documentary. And I don't know if you were a fan of Wham or George Michael, but it's an amazing documentary. I just finished this week and I highly recommend it. If anybody, if it's, if it's kind of part of their childhood and their teen years, which it was for me in my early twenties, um, it's a great documentary.
0: All right. And the last question, Tiffany, who is your celebrity crush?
1: Ooh. Ah, mm. oh, that's so hard to, um, I'm going to do a couple. Can I do a couple? Yes. It's Kevin ba- It's Okay. It's Kevin Bacon and Kara Sidric, And I love them so much. <laughs> All right. I'll take that answer.
0: I, I love that <laughs> my I know my my husband he was like are you gonna do lightning round with Tiffany I was like yeah he's like tell her me me tell her me I said "Ah, uh, you tell me. how cute he is <laughs> this is <laughs> Tiffany not Kelly we're not talking about you <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I love <laughs> oh, it uh. <laughs> well thank you so much for swinging by Tiffany it was so nice to speak to you we'll yeah, have you too my dear Absolutely. We'll have all the links in the show notes, you guys, on how you can get Tiffany's new book, as well as her website, so you can check out her book tour and see if she's coming to a city near you. Thank you so much, beautiful. Thank you. So how awesome was Tiffany, you guys? And also, apologies for that rumble when I was recording with her. I was literally in the middle of a thunderstorm. It's so crazy because as soon as we wrapped up, five seconds after that, I lost power. Wow. But the universe is such a blessing because it worked out right. And I'm so happy that she was able to come by and to share all about her new book. I know a lot of you guys probably know as wise, especially me, when it comes to the grocery budget, managing a household while trying to manage a business, that you don't like food to go to waste, amongst other things. And so I thought the element of food waste in this book and how we can actually repurpose it was so important because it applies not to just us as women or maybe you guys as moms, also in business. There's so many different little elements that you can take away from it. Be sure to check the show notes if you are interested in getting Tiffany's new book. Here we go again. I am sure you're going to love it. And again, special thanks to Tiffany for swinging by. Thanks so much to all of you guys for listening. Take care and bye for now.